All right. The last couple weeks, I've been really thinking about a couple things, and um, I heard, heard a gentleman say, he goes, there's so, there's so many times where we, we, um, we go to church with a preconceived idea of what, who God is. We are raised, you know, all of us have been raised in different denominations, different um, uh, churches, different areas. You know, some of us might have been raised in the same denomination, but they might have been a little bit different teaching, been, been a, a wide variety of things. And I started to really think about that and, and how diverse as believers we are, because some of us were raised Baptist, Methodist, uh, Presbyterian, um, Lutheran, whatever it was. Some of us, you know, uh, Catholic, whatever it was. Um, but God is the same no matter what denomination you are. God is the same. He doesn't change. He doesn't look this different. He doesn't um, act different. He doesn't talk different. He is the same. He is the same God no matter what and denomination you are. God is unchanging, always the same. No matter what you believe he is, he is, uh, he, there's no difference. So I really started to, to think about, as believers, we have a, a preconceived idea of who God is. And, but that can be dangerous in our, for us because we have a preconceived idea of how God is supposed to operate, how God is supposed to do things. And when he doesn't do it our way, we get upset and, and it's like, well, God's like that, but that's not how I operate because that's just your idea of how I should operate. God has his, his, his ways of doing things and his um, modes of operation. And, and, and don't get me wrong, God will change up things on you in, in a, the blink of an eye and you'll be like, wait a minute, you did it this way last time. Now, why are you doing it this way? You ever had God do that and, and you're dealing with a situation and you're like, man, God, I just need this or God, I'm going through this and he does it this way. And then two years later, you're going through the same situation and you're like, God, I need this. And all of a sudden, what, he, what you need and what you need from God comes in a completely different way. And you're like, well, wait a minute, you did it this way and you were expecting it to come this way. And then he shows up in a different way and it's like, wait a minute. And, and sometimes as believers, we get kind of in a, in a rut or in a, a mindset of this is how, who God is and this is how he operates. So I'm dealing, um, my family, depression, my dad dealt with depression. I dealt with depression early on when I was younger. And, um, you know, God showed up a couple different times when I was dealing with depression. And, and sometimes he, he would just bring me out of it completely with this way. And then, you know, a couple years later, I was struggling with it. And the next time it was just somebody laying hands on me and praying over me and it was gone immediately. And it's like, in my mind, it's like, okay, so this one was a, was a, was a slower journey, but this one was an immediate response to who God is or to, to, to the healing of that. And, and, and I, I could think, man, why is, why is God doing it in different ways? So in our mind, we get in this rut of, we have to be, God has to work this way because this is how we think he has to work. But a lot of times our life and our, our walk with God is kind of like a lottery ticket. We look at it and then we scratch the surface and say, okay, this is what it looks like underneath. And I don't want to be um, lottery ticket Christians where you scratch the surface and this is who God is. God is, is much more deep than that. God is much more in-depth than that. Because you see, you ever seen a party store, some of the, the weird party stores, and you'll go outside and there's just random lottery tickets laying around and you're like, because they didn't win and they just don't want to throw it in the trash, so they just throw it out their window or they throw it out as they walk out the store. And I don't, as Christians, we don't want to be that, that lottery ticket Christian is, 
um, well, I didn't win, so this is not, God doesn't want me to be healed, or God doesn't want me to have a, a better family, or God doesn't want me to be this. And we, I think we have to scratch past the surface, dig a little bit deeper into who God is before we actually understand God. And we're never going to fully understand God because he's God. I mean, we have enough problems trying to understand our spouses, let alone God. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, right, yeah. Um, if you've been married for more than six weeks yeah, or six minutes, you know that you're, you're going to look at your, your husband or wife and go, what in the heck are they thinking? Like, where does this come from? And so as Christians, we have to be a, a little more persistent, a little more consistent in digging into who God is. I think so many times we, we really want, and, and to understand God, you can't just say, well, I, I go to church and, and this is who God is. God says, if you want to get to know me, you have to, you have to be in my word. You have to be communicating with me through prayer. You have to be um, open for me to uh, speak to you in your life about whatever's going on. And, and what happens is, is we try to, you guys ever had a surface relationship where it's like they get one layer deep and that's about as deep as that relationship is going to go with that person because you're like, this relationship isn't going any farther because this is not going to be a healthy relationship or this is not going to be um, a productive relationship. You're all like, yeah, come on, just raise your hands. You know that there's that one person that you're like, I just can't have that relationship with them because it's not, it's not going to be healthy or it's not going to be a, a very deep relationship. And we all have those relationships that are, that are just kind of a general relationship. Hey, I know you, I see you, I say hi, but it's not a, a true connected relationship. It's not a, um, a um, kingdom relationship where we, we have fellowship with each other and we know each other's lives and we, and we, and we have a, a true connected relationship with each other. You know, I, I can't go up to somebody and start talking about my problems after I've met them for two minutes. But I, uh, people in this church who are my friends, I can walk up to them and talk about what I'm going through and they're going to understand. You guys get, get, see where I'm going is you can't just walk up to a perfect stranger and go, hi, my name's Matt and um, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, who are you? So as Christians, we need to start scratching the surface, digging a little deeper, digging a little deeper into who God is because we can, walk, we can go to God and, and say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with this. And he's like, I know you, but I don't know you. You're my child, but I don't have that relationship with you. That relationship with God has to be strengthened. It has to be deepened. It, it's like any relationship. If you don't have a strong relationship, the, the littlest breeze will blow it apart. If you don't have a strong relationship, you're not going to be able to, to resolve issues in your life. And so... As we, we dig into that relationship with God, we start to explore his word, explore him and, and in prayer and, and talk to him and start having that, that true relationship with him. We start to find out who he is. We, find, we start to find out how good he is. We start to find out how loving he is and what he wants for us. Unless you break into the Bible and start reading it, you'll never find out who God's character is. You'll never find out who he is and what he wants for you. And his desire is to have a relationship with you. Not just a, hey, how you doing, buddy? A relationship as you walk across the street. You know, you have that person that you, you know, they're on the other side of the street. You just kind of wave and nod. You don't really know them. God doesn't want that relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you that is so deep that he, he is communicating with you and, he, and you are communicating with him because he loves you. 
He doesn't, he's not our father um, for, or excuse me, he's, he is our father, but not for just the reasons of, hey, this is my kid. He wants a relationship with us because he's a loving father. He's a good God. He wants us. He wants to know our, our strength, our weaknesses. He wants to know when we've had a bad day. He wants to know when we've had a good day. And he wants to know that you love him because he shows you how much he loves you. So if we, if we continue to, to dig deeper, we start to understand who he is. We, we start to see this is God. He's not just the guy up in heaven because I've had a lot of people tell me, well, me and the big man are okay. And that's the, that's the, that's the most in-depth relationship they have with God because they don't understand him as a loving father. But when we understand him as a loving father and a, and a God who wants to spend that time with us and he wants to spend as much time with us as, as he can. It's not... In my life, as, as I, I work full-time and then we do this and we have ministry and, and my time with my, my kids and my wife is precious and whatever time I can get, I will be selfish with them. I will, I will take that time and I will be selfish to, to have that time. People are like, oh, you want to do this? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to spend time with my kids. You know, I want to go... I don't care if it's out in the yard raking. I will, I will be outside raking with my kids because that is spending time with my kids. God is, is, is a jealous God and, and he's kind of selfish with, with his time with us. He wants to spend that time with us and he looks forward to that time. There's times where I get home and I'm like, I can't wait to see my kids. I want to talk to them. I want to see what their day is. And, you know, my oldest has a f- cell phone now. So during the day, I'll text her, hey, how was your day? You know, and I know she's not supposed to text back, but on her lunch break, she texts her, her phone and sometimes she'll, she'll text back. But that's how God is. He's, he's waiting by the phone and he's like, how was your day? Waiting for a response. Did you have a good day? Was it bad? And then just question mark, click. And waiting for us to respond because he wants that relationship with us so deeply. He wouldn't have created us if he didn't want a relationship with us. God said to, when he, he was in heaven and, and he said, let's make man in, in our image. God didn't just put man on earth just to, to populate earth and just to let it alone. He created us and we were designed specifically in his image so to have a relationship. If you look at every other thing on this earth, it was never created in his image. The only thing that can have a relationship with God is human beings, our human beings, excuse me. And it's because we are created in his image. We have a spirit. We have a soul. And we are like him in a lot of ways. And that's why he wants that relationship with us. So if you guys turn to Psalms 42. I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, As a deer pants for the streams of water, so, excuse me, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God, where I can go and meet with God. My tears have been my flood day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and I, as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the fest, festive. And then verse 5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. My soul is downcast within me, Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan into the heights of Hermon. 
And then verse 7 says, deep calls to deep in the roar of the waterfalls. Deep calls to deep basically means this, is our spirit cries out for God. Because if we look at it as humans, we're very shallow. And I'm not trying to say you guys are shallow, but we, we, we get surfacey sometimes. We get focused on, on, you know, what's the next cell phone out? Because this will complete my life if I get the newest cell phone. Or, you know, or the, you know uh, I just bought my car, but the next version came out and I like that better. So I want to trade in my car for that the next version. We get surfacey on some things. And I'm not saying that it's bad to want those things. But God has created us deeper. But sometimes we fill that, that deepness up with things that, aren't, that are, are stopping God from filling us up. We, you guys ever had a, um, you know, the whole glass is half empty, half full kind of thing? In our lives, sometimes it's like we pour sand in half of the glass and then we pour the glass and, we're like, and then we drink it and like, we're, we're, I thought this was a full glass. And sometimes we pour that, we pour stuff into our lives so God can't, we don't have a deep, deepness to us to be, allow God to pour into us. Because sometimes we get so um, overwhelmed or, or preoccupied with, with the surface of, of who God is and, and the daily life of, of just living life that God says, I want to have a deep relationship with you. Deep cries out to deep. Our, uh, the, something in us cries out for a relationship with God. Even in the darkest of our hours, even when we're, we're living life that is not what it should be, even when we're, we're depressed, alone, something in us knows that God loves us. There's something in us cries out for a relationship with God. And so it says deep cries out to deep. It says in the roar of the waterfalls, all your waves and, and breakers have swept over me. God wants to not only have a relationship with us, but to have a, a relationship that is so encompassing of our, our entire life that every move we make, every breath is, is a thought of God. Every, everything we do is, is with, with God's hand and guidance in our lives. And a lot of times we, we tend to do something is like, and then we think about it. Like, oh, I didn't even ask God about that. You guys ever done that? You go out and you do something. You're like, man, and this wasn't the best choice. And it's like, I really didn't pray about it. Never sought the Lord on it. And, and I haven't, I didn't have peace in it, but I went through with it. And now I'm not like, I'm like, now I'm not where I want to be. And, and God says, I can take that. I can take that out of there because all you need to do is seek me. All you need to do is cry out to me. If you look at Psalms, David cries out to God. He's like, God, why have you forsaken me? Then he cries out and says, God, thank you for bringing me back. God, I'm down in a pit. My enemies want to kill me. God, you've dragged me out of the pit and I'm, I'm set in front of my enemies. David was a little up and down. You know, he's got people that are supposed to be on his side killing him. He's got people that are not supposed to be on his side helping him and then they want to kill him. David was crying out for God because God called David a man after his own heart. David had that deep connection, had a longing for that deep connection with God. And so our hearts, our lives are like a cistern and they have to be, they have to be available and open. It's like a, picture, a pitcher of water. 
pouring, wa pouring water into a pitcher when the top is off is easy. But pouring water into a pitcher when the top is on and you've got to find the little spout and you've got to pour water into that is very tough. So God says, if you're open to me, if your life is wide open to me, I can pour into you what I want you to know. And I grew up with in a family that went to church and, and I'll just give you a little background of where I've come from. And, and it was always church. We just went to church and, and we loved God and, and we go to church and we, we sing the songs and we, and we go to Sunday school. I did a wana. I had the sweet vest and the little badges and, and the patches and, and I wish I still had it. But, um, and we, just, we, we were that family that went to church. Yeah, we loved God, but it wasn't, I mean, and I, I shouldn't say about my dad or my, my parents, but for me, it was just something that we did. And I didn't really understand because this was something my parents brought me to. This is something I didn't understand. And, and I understood that God loved me and I was, I was born again, but I didn't have a, I had the lotto ticket scratch off the surface and this is who God is. It's like when you have your Bible, if you look at the cover of your Bible, it's Holy Bible. It says Holy Bible, and it, you look at it. Oh, this is who God is. But I never, I never scratched past the surface of of uh, pages into who His character was, how much He loved us, what what His His kingdom had for us. I mean, page after page of this, you can look and see who He is, and, and see that He loves you. And if you don't have a regular Bible, you use your digital Bible and you open it up, and you can see who He is. But David in verse. 9 says, I say to my God, my rock. So David knew, had that depth of a relationship that God is my rock. I can hold on to him. I can latch on to him. And he's going to hold fast. He's not going to move. So the, the depth of relationship that David had with God, if, if you look at David's life, David basically is uh, goes from a shepherd boy to king of Israel. But between that time, he's, he's, he's a warrior. I mean, and it actually says that when he was anointed, the, the anointed king, or anointed by Samuel with the oil, that the Spirit of God came on him. David was so powerful because of who he knew God to be and the, the openness that he had in his life. Did David have sin in his life? Absolutely. But he had such a relationship with God that when things happened, he didn't just justify it. He just repented immediately and cried out to God and said, I need you. So in my life, I had just a kind of a surface relationship with God. I knew who God was and I prayed, but it wasn't a, um, an understanding. I wasn't raised in, in a... Um, uh, a church or a family that really taught me that God loved me in such a way that not only did he want me to be in heaven with him when I died, and that was really the only thing that we knew was this, that I'm born again and, and when I go to heaven, I'm going to be with God. But I was never taught of and never explored the things of God wants a deeper relationship with me than just you're going to heaven when you die. It was that, and that's what I was raised in. But God says, I want a relationship with you now so we can have a, a better relationship when we get to heaven. It's like 
if we don't communicate with him now and we just get enough to get by, he's going to be like, hey, I love you, my friend, but I really don't know you. You ever had a, a family member or somebody that has moved away and you were close to them and they come back, you know, 10 years later, five years later, and you're like, I really don't know you that well anymore. Like I've got cousins, I love them, but they're in Tennessee and I haven't seen them in years or I see them once every couple of years and it's like, I don't really know you, you know, like your family and I love you, but I don't really know you. But God's like, if, if you scratch past the surface of who I am, you will get to know me. You will get to understand who I am and you will start to understand what I want for you. You know, so many people think, well, God wants me to, to uh, be good and um, not swear, not use the swear jar too much, um, not, you know, be kind to people. And, and that's all true. But God's like, this is not just, this is not about me making rules for you to follow. This is about me setting in places. It, as as fan, parents, we set up rules for our kids to protect them. God set in rules for us to protect us because he wants that relationship with us. My daughter, um, if I say, don't do this, she'll ask me why, and then I'll explain to her, this is why I don't want you to, to get hurt doing this. Like, they like to drive the lawnmower around, and um, they think it's their go-kart. And, um, but when both of them get on there, they're a little uh, careless, and they're goofing off, and I have to tell them, nope, you're done, because I don't want you running over each other. The, the blade's not on, don't worry. There's no blade on. They just like to drive it around like a go-kart. Um, you, come over to our house sometime. I'll call you when they're doing it, and they're just buzzing around the yard. Um, but I set in rules for my kids to be safe. God sets up rules for us to be safe, to protect that. But what God also does is he, he puts those in place for us to understand what danger is. We don't just let our kids go on the road. We tell them danger. My wife, when, um, I can't remember what it was. It was a Christmas tree when they were little. They would, she would poke their finger and say, don't touch. And they never touched it. And so because we knew little kids, little babies, when they're two or three, or, or even younger than that, are going to pull on a Christmas tree and pull it over on themselves. So I'd rather poke their finger and say, hey, this is a little dangerous, and them not like it, than pull the whole entire Christmas tree on themselves and then have to fish my kid out of the Christmas tree. <laughs> but, but God says, I want you to have a relationship. I can't just tell my kid rules and say, don't do this, and not explain not have a relationship with them. And just, I could call up every day and say, do your homework. Don't go outside and do this. Go feed the dog and do this. Don't go by the road. But that's not a relationship. That's just me getting a set of rules to my child. But for me, I've got to go and I've got to spend time with my kid. You know, I, I've got to take them out and do things outside or we'll go for walks or whatever. I mean, um, Layla and I, we used to just, you know, I haven't done it since last year, but we just go out in the woods. And we'll just take a walk through the woods. And we'll just look around. I mean, we don't really do anything. We just take a walk in the woods and pick up leaves and, you know, oh, look at this one. And, and, but what it is, is it's spending that time and connecting and bonding with my daughter. So we try to bond with our children because we want that relationship with our kids. We don't want our kids to, to um, grow up and just leave and not want to be around us. We want our kids to, you know, as my wife says, my kids are always going to be around and, and they're always going to be there. And I'm like, okay. And that's pretty much probably how it's going to be. But, um, and, um, but I, I always want my kids to know that I care about them. I always want my kids to have that connection with me. 
Because if my kids don't have that connection with me, they don't have access to me. They don't have access to what I can give them. They, they, don't, they, they don't understand what I can give them. So as a father, I have to say to them, I love you. This is for your own safety. But then also give them access to everything that they have. Um, how many of you guys were here when Dave, was here? Dave and Carol Roberts were here a couple weeks ago? Um, basically, Dave said, God is like this. He's a father with a full table. And he says, come and take off my table what you need. What you need, come, off, come to his table and take what you need. Because that's who God is. God is not just like, well, you got to ask to get a glass of milk. Or you have to ask to get something out of the refrigerator. He is the God that says, if you need something, go to my refrigerator, open the door, take it out. He's not the God that says, well, you have to ask for a glass of milk and, you know, and only one. Or here's, here's a can of pop, but you can only have half of it. God is not that way. God is not stingy. He's not withholding. He says, if you need something from me, come and take it. If you want something from me, come and take it. God is a God of abundance, not of lack. So at God's table, when we need something, he doesn't say, well, I only got half of what you need. And I'll give you the rest later if I, if I decide that I want to give it to you. He's not withholding. So God says, if you need a drink, That played out well. Um, if you need a drink, come get a drink. If you need something to eat, come get something to eat. If you need healing, come get healing. If you need provision, come get provision. Whatever you need, come get. If you lack something, come get it. So as a father, I tell my kids, if you need something, come get it. My kids get in the fridge all the time. I tell people when you come over to my house, there's the fridge, get what you want. That's my hospitality. <laughs> I'm not going to stand in the fridge. I go, we have cheese sticks. We have yogurt. You know, I, I'm just going to say, if you want something, come get it. You can eat out of my refrigerator. Sometimes I've said that and regretted that because like, you know, when we were doing youth group a lot, there would be like five teen boys over here and they would just strip my fridge bare. And it's like, there's no cheese left. There's no bread left. There's no peanut butter left. There's no ham left. There's no, literally there's nothing left. And you're like, can we just get, yeah, but there was like five teenage boys over here and they just stripped our fridge bare. And but God, is, God says, if you need something, come get it from me. If you need it, come access, it, access me and, and come to me and take it. But a lot of us have been raised in that mindset that God is, is only going to give us something if we're good enough. If we live right. If we, if we don't use the swear jar and if we, we don't are kind to people, God says, then I'll give you something. But that's not who God is. God says, I don't see your sin because of the blood of Jesus. But I see you as my child and you have full access to me. But we've got to dig a, deep, uh, a deeper, uh, we dig into a deeper relationship with God. It says deep calls out to, deep cries out to deep. And basically God has such a vast um, love for us and wants, a, and wants that relationship with us. But a lot of times we don't have the ability to contain or have the desire to contain what he has. But we need to call out to God and say, God, I want what you have. I want, I want to know you. I want to talk with you. I want to, I want to have that relationship with you. So as, as, we, as we dig past the surface of, you know, the birdbath Christianity of, of an inch of water, we need to be deep. 
We need to be a cistern that God can pour into so we have that relationship with him. You can only drink so much water out of an eight-ounce cup of water. Once it's gone, you have to refill it. But God says, if, if you press into me, the, the amount that you can contain and what I have to give you will, uh, will be poured into you. So you go from an eight-ounce glass of water to 32 and then in 44. And what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is if you start to press into God, find out who he is in his word, communicate with him through prayer, you'll see that God loves you even more than what you even realize. But then you're also going to realize that God is going to pour into you something that is so great that you won't even, you'll look back and go, look where God brought me from, from a surface relationship with him to such a deep relationship with him that there's something completely different in my life that I'm able to pour into other people's lives. And so he wants a deep relationship with us. You know, relationships are tough because we can get hurt very easily. Relationships are tough because things don't always go how they should. But the, one, the only relationship that we will ever have that will stay the same, or excuse me, the only relationship that we will ever have that the one person will always remain the same is our relationship with God. He never changes, even though we're changing. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down as human beings. But God never changes. He doesn't ever say, well, you know what? You're having a bad day. I don't want to talk to you right now. Or you're having a good day. Okay, I've heard enough. I'm busy. I'm doing something. Our relationship with God is this, is he is a constant and he never changes. And when we, re- and when we have our relationship with him, the more we press into him, the more we understand his heart, the more we understand what he wants to give us, the more we understand what he is doing on earth, how much he loves us, and what he wants to do in us. But we have to dig past that surface. We have to start digging into who he is. Because when you understand a person a little bit better, you can understand how to relate to them. We learned a lot about that yesterday. If you understand a person and how they, who they are, you can, re- you can relate to them and talk to them on a, better, on a better way. So my challenge to you guys is, is this. Is, is this week is dig past the surface of what and, and look at what your relationship with God is and say, how do I dig past, scratch past another layer of that, in that relationship so that I can have a deep relationship with God, that I can have a deep understanding of who God is. Because God says, if you ask for wisdom, I'll give it to you. If you ask for an understanding of who God is, he will give it to you. And so many times we just, have you guys ever had those, um, those moments where you're doing something and you just forget to ask a question or forget to ask about something and then you get you down the road at three miles and you're like, shoot, I forgot to ask that. Or shoot, forgot to get bread and I was in the store. You guys have had that moment. Or I was supposed to get milk and I got everything else but what I actually went in there to get. We have to, be, we have to look at God and say, God, I'm, gonna, I'm going to scratch past the surface of just the the everyday thing, and I'm going to dig into who you are because I want to know who you are. So we don't just have that momentary, oh, well, I think I got what I needed, and then you go away and you're like, oh, I didn't. 
God says, if you dig into me, if you dig into my word, if you, under, if you start to, to press in in prayer, he will reveal himself to you. And I, and I believe that will change the way you, he wants to change the mindsets that we have of him. Because we all have a preconceived notion of everybody. We see a person, they're like, oh, I know that person's that way. And, and then you get to know him, you're like, nope, that's not who that person was. God is, and I think we have a preconceived notion of who God is a lot of times. And God says, if you actually work, scratch past that surface, you will start to see who I am. You will start to see his heart for you. Because if we stay at a surface relationship with God, it's just going to be that wave across the street thing. Hey, how are you? It's good to see you today, God. Yep, hope you're having a good day. Yep, you too. How are things? Good. Oh, good. Yep. See you later. Okay. It's, it's a grocery store relationship. It, it really is. You know, you're in the grocery store. Oh, hey, how you doing? Good. Oh, good. Things good? Yep. Okay. Right, good to see you. All right, later. And then just move on. But God wants a deep relationship with you. He wants to know you in a greater way as you grow to know him in a greater way. Let's pray.